0: Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to making connections with other humans and effects pedals. One of the most romantic political podcasts ever to be created by the minds of humans. I'm your host, the pedal yenta, David, and I'm joined with my two friends, Starly. Hi, Starly. Hi. And John. Hi, John. Hey, guys. <laughs> We just want to let everyone know we are not done being a political betting podcast. Why would we give up doing the thing we do better than any other podcast? But this week, just in celebration of a new year and a new administration and turning over a new leaf and the eventual, hopefully, knock on wood, end of the coronavirus pandemic, we're going to focus on nothing but misconnections this week.
1: We have so many.
2: Yes, we do have a lot. Starley is working really hard with these misconnections. I don't envy you. I would not be doing well at that.
1: (laughs) The reformatting alone would bring you to your knees.
2: Uh
1: We have had a lot more misconnections pour in in the last two weeks.
0: People are starting to look to the future. People are starting to feel that there's a horizon out there and we we might actually get there. People are starting to think about when they come out of their hidey hole... What Do they want to maybe have a special someone?
1: I guess so. I mean, yeah, infrastructure
0: week up in here, guys. <laughs> this, this emotional infrastructure week is finally coming.
1: Everyone's starting to do their 100-day plan.
0: Yeah, what's your 100-day plan? Get those connections going.
1: Okay, so here it goes. Hey, Starley. So my name is Pat, and I'm a 34-year-old man who proudly calls DC home. Although I'm not a professional political guy in any way, just a regular guy. I've got lots of friends in the area. I just haven't really seen any of them in person in almost a year and always love meeting new people. I imagine I have friends who listen to election profit makers, but I'm not exactly sure who, so I'd love some election profit maker friends. Romantically, I'm single and would be interested in women of my approximate age group, but I don't expect much and don't want to get anyone's hopes up. I'm open to whatever, though. Pat, you're going to have to do a little, we're going to have to have a little talk about Believing in yourself a little bit more.
0: Pat, you got to hype yourself a little better, Pat. You got to hype yourself a little better. You have to say, I'm I'm out here, I'm a king, and I'm looking for my queen, and I'm Pat, and I live in D.C.
1: Don't do that.
0: Don't <laughs> no. do that.
1: You just have to, like, I. it's like an inner belief. We can work on it. We. Maybe we, I mean, we might have to get to the root of why this is, ha- why where the lack of belief started. But you have to expect more for yourself. But also, when you say you don't want to get anyone's hopes up, that person's got to expect more for themselves too. So you have to be you ah. have to be the man that's going to meet someone's expectations, but you also have to believe that you are entitled to more than you think you're you currently think you're entitled to. That's that's my two cents, but it's right. So so this is what he goes on to say about himself. Well, The well has volumes on us. this well and the way that, and the fact that he starts misconnection by saying so that's where a lot of the self-doubt lies. Um, well, I'm an enthusiastic and very talented cook and baker. There you go, Pat. Also, I'm currently unemployed. None of the social activities I usually participate in are happening since they aren't safe. Mostly concerts and comedy shows. In my younger days, I was going to three hundred plus shows a year.
0: Damn, what? really? Yeah. Wow, Pat. Good seamster. 300 comedy shows or 300 music shows?
1: Mostly concerts and comedy shows. In my younger days, I was going to 300 shows a year. So I think that's a combination of concert and comedy.
0: Mike up in here.
1: Yeah. Maybe he was going to a lot of shows, but not like then talking to people at the shows because it was like audience instead of participant. Yep. Um, And I barely talked to the dudes I live with. Strange situation vibes, nothing in tour, just odd. Roger that. So, what I'm saying is if there are any election profit maker fans in D.C. or like Silver Springs, Tacoma, Park, Hyattsville, I know John likes that, that list of the surrounding regions.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Who want to meet an election profit maker. I'll totally bake you some baked goods or whatever you want and bring them to you or meet you in a park or whatever and give them to you. All genders, ages, dietary restriction request accepted. I like that he's offering gift, a gift. I like that. Alternately, if you ever wanted to pretend to be a spy, we could work out a dead drop. Yeah, I was about
2: to say, that sounds very Oh man. A dead <laughs> drop, a
0: baked good dead drop? That sounds fun. Yes. Have a little secret little hidey hole and you put some muffins. Pat shows up and puts some muffins in there and then— Walks away, and then two hours later, you show up and open it with your little key, and there's this little bag of muffins that Pat made. Fun. I'd be into that. He also
1: says, do you know this hotel pool thing, David? P.S. I also have a story what? about trying to sneak into a hotel pool at like 3 a.m. with David Reese.
0: Wait, what?
2: Who? what's his name? Pat. Interesting. Sneak into a hotel room at 3 a.m. with hotel David hotel Reese.
1: Hotel pool. Ho- hotel pool. Hotel pool? Yeah.
2: That sounds like some David— shenanigans. In Washington, D.C.?
1: He didn't say if it was in D.C. or not.
0: I spent a few months living in D.C. at the beginning of the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. John, you visited (laughs) us then. We went to the L. Ron Hubbard Museum. Do you remember that? That was a fun afternoon. Much to consider after our visit to the L. Ron Hubbard Museum. And then we went out
2: clubbing.
0: Yep, that's right. Do you think Mm -hmm. it was, was it 3 a.m. sneaking into a hotel pool sounds like A post-clubbing, post-bar hopping activity. Pat, I'm sorry to say I don't remember the incident to which you are referring.
1: I imagine he was amongst a group that you were with.
0: It sounds like a group activity. But I feel
1: like you must have done a show and then people came with you after the show.
0: I wasn't doing shows back then. I was just going to shows. I was like going to heaven and oh my God, we about to get into the Adams Morgan lifestyle. (laughs) The night starts out with a couple beers at Trist, the most hottest happening place for people watching in Adams Morgan. Then we slide on down to a little club called Heaven and Hell. Upstairs is heaven, downstairs is hell. Grooving and grinding the night away with consultants and their finest K Street cats. That's the DC life. (laughs) Head over to Chief Ike's, dance all night long, man. There was one night where I was at Chief Ike's boogieing and dancing. And this guy and his wife were there. And we wound up going with them to Chinatown really late at night. And I think what happened was the guy and his wife were trying to arrange a a, hmm. a some kind of sex thing with us and that was like that slowly dawning realization like oh they they want me to have sex with his wife like what's going on the guy got punched in the face by it was just, this is the craziest night i've ever had in dc we were standing outside in a chinese C. restaurant just dc dc washington dc yeah sorry this is a political podcast sometimes <laughs> we need to remember to make ourselves accessible to the the regular folks we're standing outside this Chinese restaurant. This is, I don't, this is really late at night. And these kids came up and this guy started yelling at these kids. And one of the kids hit the guy in the face so hard he fell over. He fell down. It was a really cr- – Whoa. And the, and the wife was Kazakh. She was from Kazakhstan. I remember that. It was oh. a very interesting evening in Washington, D.C. If Pat is the guy who got – no, Pat wouldn't be that guy. No, because there was mm. no hotel pool involved. Oh, those D.C. nights. I tell you, those Washington, D.C. nights.
1: Well, maybe, Pat, you can you can write us and tell us what that story is to jog David's memory. And yeah. also, I would be interested in your a little about your dating history. Because I do kind of need to know why you're not expecting much and why you don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Mm. I need a little more information on that. Yep. Um I know about the comedy shows, I know about the concerts, I'm I d I, I lo- I'm loving that you the baking, but I need to know well I would like to know a little dating history.
2: I'm a little worried about the relationship with the roommates, too, honestly. But I mean, I feel be, for that. Yeah. If you've
0: ever had awkward relationships with roommates, imagine having two or three roommates that you don't really get along with and you're all stuck together at home during COVID. I mean, yeah. come on.
1: Or you don't really know each other. There was a bunch of guys you took out of rooms, uh, that were, yeah, the yeah, cheap yeah. rooms. They they just uh, thought they were going to be— He, he seems like he was barely home pre-COVID. He was going to 300-plus right. shows a year, yeah, and now right, a pandemic right. hit, so— Nothing in tour, just odd. I do take him.
2: We take him at his word. Cause.
1: I take him at his word for that. You can tell us All more right. if you want that, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think we have to work on your. We have to work on the confidence. Um, okay, so now we have very exciting our first EPM gay matchmaking. All right, it's the subject is EPM gay matching. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi Yenta Starley and Yent John and Yenta to Copter Tony. David's not in there, but I like the proper respect given to John. Can I interrupt
0: and say one thing?
1: Yeah. As long
0: as we're doing this freewheeling apolitical episode. Yeah. Someone wrote in and criticized my use of the word yenta in defining myself as a peddly yenta because technically a yenta is not a matchmaker, but an elderly meddler. That's not true. To which I respond, take a look at me now. (laughs) Cause I'm old as hell and I'm meddling. <laughs> as you can tell by my body, I'm a full on yenta. And these pedals are gonna be rocking. I'm a yenta. But also, that's not true. It's not?
1: No. I mean, as far as my people, my Jewish people go, everyone I know who's ever called themselves a yenta has been about matchmaking. Oh, okay, And they would good. take offense at elderly I'm going to continue
0: to call myself the pedal yenta then.
2: Well,
1: I'm not disputing that you're an elderly meddler in David's
0: Episcopalian ent- tradition, right? But I'm see me with my pedals, and see I'm not meddling with these pedals. I'll meddle up in these pedals, these pedals, and be meddled within an inch of their lives with these knobs and switches. I'll be adjusting and fine tuning as I as I make my way through my sonic landscapes. Absolutely, I'm a pedal yenta, Pr- out, proud, loud, yeah. Loud and proud, pedalienta. All right, sorry. I was just (laughs) thinking about that. No, it's
1: very important. I understand. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Jack writes, there are entirely too many straight people represented among the pedalistas, so I thought I would throw my hat in this Nuva ring and hope a handsome man picks it up. I am gay, but culturally straight. I got a septum piercing, so I would register on QueerDar. I have been so lonely in quarantine, I started dating my corn tree plant, which my therapist says isn't healthy. Just kidding. I don't have a therapist. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He's funny. Funny. That's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> I'm friends with all my exes. Lie to give blood. They don't accept blood from gays. Boo about them not accepting blood from gays. Put my phone away when I'm watching prestige television. Wow. Grown- I live we in- got a
0: grown, grown up as well, <laughs> <down> here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We okay, thought- Mr. We- one Screen. Mr. <laughs> one Screen. Okay, Mr. Focus. All right.
1: I live in Los Angeles, California, near a famous cemetery. I'm guessing Hollywood Forever is a famous cemetery.
0: Yep. Many celebrities find their rest at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and they also do movies there sometimes.
1: hmm And Val Kilmer famously did a one-man show where he played— it can't be Mark Twain, but something like Mark Twain. He oh. might have been. It might have been Mark Twain. He might have been trying to do the Hal Holbrook's Mark Twain. Wow,
0: the Hal Holbrook Mark Twain. Howl Val Kilmer in a cemetery.
1: Definitely, Val Kilmer did some iconic one-man show performance in Hollywood Forever. Um, but I spent the last ten years in Seattle, and before that, I was in the wonderful seven o four area. I'm five foot eight and of a bare bill. Seven o four. What's seven o four? Charlotte.
2: That's Charlotte. Damn, so he sent
1: a secret message that's out to John co- Kimball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice, yeah.
2: very nice. Message received. I mean, it may be Charlotte. It, it, it's just Western North Carolina.
1: There's so many secret codes in this episode. Um, I'm five foot eight and have a bear build, though I do planks and work at a standing desk. I'm a bookworm, movie worm, but not a gummy worm. I don't love gummy candies. Jack. So there you go. Jack. I feel like he's very thorough.
0: Jack sounds like a good fellow.
1: Yeah, very well rounded, covers all the bases. I got nothing. I got I've got no I've got no inquiries, no further inquiries for Jack. I am putting Jack out there to the matchmaking EPM universe.
0: Contact at electionprofitmakers.com if you'd like to learn more about Jack or have Jack learn about you.
1: And write Jack in the subject heading or misconnections in the subject heading. That's very important. Right. And you can add your own flair to that. Okay. So now we have a message from Paul. Greetings from Radical Liberal Georgia. AKA the former political center of the universe before our shitty president staged his shitty coup. My name is Paul. Feel free to use my name. Paul. Paul. And I'm a member What's of the up, su- Paul? And I'm and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a member of the surprisingly large army of 23-year-old election profit-maker listeners. This is another 23-year-old? Mhm. Paul? This 23-year-old, he's really special.
0: Okay, all right. Read on, read on. Yeah.
1: The surprisingly large army of 23-year-old election profit maker listeners looking for love after a bleak and lonely year. Like many others, COVID forced me to move back home during my final semester of undergrad, and our household has been under a draconian lockdown from the beginning due to my mom's poor health and long list of risk factors for severe COVID. So Mm -hmm. he's been there with his family hasn't gotten out. Lockdown. Election profit makers has been one of the few bright lights in the otherwise pitch black tunnel of the last 10 months. You three knuckleheads were able to elicit genuine Wait, gut. what,
0: Paul? <laughs> you coming into my podcast, into my home, and
2: calling me a knucklehead? Uh, uh, I'll accept it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Wow, really? Yeah, sure. We're knuckleheads.
1: All right, fair enough. I agree, I concur. I'm with John. Um, you three knuckleheads are able to elicit genuine gut laughter from me nearly every week during a profoundly unfunny nearly time in our history. Nearly every week, Paul, nearly every week. So,
0: okay, Paul, wow. Okay, Paul, nearly every week. Well, I guess we'll just try harder, Paul. Oh, 23-year-olds driving me to the edge of distraction, <laughs> these 23-year-olds. Um, Go watch Adult Dur- Swim, you child, if you want to laugh every week. Go watch all that weird stuff on Adult Swim. Take your 23-year-old drugs, and watch adults swim. <laughs> Leave the grown up humor to the grown ups, all right? We're humorists. <laughs> we, we celebrate wry political satire and the model of Andy Borowitz and other contemporary masters of the form. It might just be so dry you can't handle it.
1: A zinger can't land every week.
0: <laughs> A zinger cannot land every week. Uh-huh. Exactly. Donald <laughs> Trump issues final pardon to the English language. Andy <laughs> Borowitz, the New Yorker. Ooh! <laughs> That's the kind of humor we grown-ups like, Paul.
1: Um, For me, nearly every week during a profoundly unfunny time in our history, which alone would be enough to elevate this podcast into greatest of all time, contention. But you also helped me make a lot of money right before I wound up desperately needing it.
0: Wait, what?
1: Shortly after the election, my cat started to get very sick. Maybe that was the week we didn't make him laugh. Wow,
0: okay. Mm -hmm.
1: It's not us, it was the cat. I'll spare the details, but basically... She was already immunocompromised and missing an eye from a bad feline herpes infection when she was a young kitten. And the thing with feline herpes is that it can flare back up during periods of stress, which is exactly what happened. Even cat for stress during this time.
0: Yeah.
2: Whoa.
1: Ultimately, she wound up needing two surgeries over the course of about 6 weeks. The first on 11 on November 13th, 2020, to try and stabilize her left eye, and the second unfortunately to remove it after it ruptured on f- December 22nd. 2020. So Paul had like, Paul spent right after Biden day, his cat had to flare up. He had to try to stabilize her left eye. And then three days before Christmas, his cat had to get her eye removed. This has been a rough rough holiday season for Paul.
0: Classic blind date small talk
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you're enjoying your (laughs) cocktail
0: with Paul. Talking about a ruptured eyeball.
1: Yeah, but listen, MAGA money from Predict It paid for both of those surgeries almost to the penny.
0: Wow, so this guy followed the advice of David, Starley, and John when it came to Predict It, or who knows, maybe he just did the opposite of whatever we said, and made enough money betting against MAGA people that he was able to pay for his cat's eyeball surgery?
1: Yeah, this sweet 23-year-old, so while she is unfortunately totally blind now the cost of vet bills— Wait, this cat's totally blind? She has no eyes. She like no eyes. <laughs> no eyes Oh, that eyes was the last? Oh. Yes, it was like her oh, remaining eye. Oh, she already
0: had—oh, oh, my goodness, great. This yeah. cat needs
1: sonar? So he had to go through that during— already on top of the pandemic, and he would have been totally sunk financially if he had not won money on Predicted to pay for this. As a broke-ass grad student, I can't say thank you enough for that. He is thanking us after going through all of that.
0: Okay, Paul. We accept you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome, Paul.
1: Okay. So with that preamble, anywho, with that preamble out of the way, here's a little bit more about That was the preamble! (laughs) Yeah, it's important. There's no way I'm not going to tell prospective suitors about his eyeless cat. It was important context. He's I was worried that family. the preamble
0: was like, and now to my dog, which is where the real health <laughs> issues uh, took place.
1: Okay. So, with that preamble out of the way, here's a little bit more out of me. I'm currently pursuing a master's degree in engineering and working to model sea level rise, salt marshes, and infrastructure on the Georgia coast. No, you like that, oh, John. You
2: love it, uh, John. I see John just yeah. perked right up. Engineers. That's good. Infrastructure. Eyeless cat. <coughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are— he
2: needs, to, he needs to
0: engineer a new eye for that cat.
1: I'm currently sporting the Dan Bunn of social responsibility as I haven't had a haircut in nearly a year. I like coding, tennis, cats, despite my own severe allergies. So he's got an eyeless cat, and he's allergic to the cat.
0: I don't understand. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, Paul— we support all our twenty-three year old listeners and we honor them and we believe you're the future of this great nation. I truly do not understand you, Paul. Your way of, of being is completely opaque to me. You're allergic to cats and yet you live with a cat. Yeah. With and this cat has no eyes to speak of. And you and still he plays live tennis. with this. And he plays tennis. That tennis came out of nowhere. I like coding, tennis or needle scratch. Tennis
2: anyone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow, that was the zing of all zings. <laughs>
2: Thanks, man. <laughs> oh,
0: rest in peace, Paul. God love you. You had a brief life, but it was I hope it was a wonderful life. <laughs> tennis anyone?
1: Um I enjoy smaller, more intimate social gatherings but tend to get overstimulated in big crowds, even before the pandemic. I recently learned that I'm on the autism spectrum, which was was surprising initially, but over time has really helped me to understand and contextualize my own quirks and preferences." I've never been set up before, and I've been single for a little over three years now. My last relationship was with, with someone who was my best friend before we started dating. But ultimately, we were not particularly well-suited to be together long-term. That said, mm. the breakup wasn't as clean as it should have been. And frankly, that was mostly due to my own emotional immaturity at the time, when he was 20. So Look at Paul. I know. Okay, Paul. I know. Yeah,
2: grown up. Owning it. It happens, Paul. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, that's cool. He was Good 20. You, yeah.
1: It- yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens when you're 30, 40.
1: Yeah, it doesn't stop it does not stop happening. If anything, it might get more extreme. <laughs> also, we have to when you he says and anyone says their last relationship was X number of years, we have to factor in a year of a pandemic. So really right, his last relationship true. was yep. two years ago. Right. Yep. I've spent the years since then striving to understand myself better and grow as a person so that I'll be ready to build a strong long-term partnership with the right girl whenever she happens to come along.
0: <sighs> All right, mean, I came around on Paul. I mean, <laughs> Paul, you're a good egg. You're a good egg, Paul. I'm sorry we can't make you laugh every week. Yeah. Wow.
1: Paul, and then he sent pictures of him with his cat.
0: Starley loves Paul. I do love Paul. (laughs) Paul, you have a fan. You have a fan in Los Angeles.
1: I love Paul. Um, So that's Paul for everyone. So anyone who wants to write in, ask about Paul, be connected to Paul, uh, contact election profit makers, subject line, misconnection, some variation of.
0: Subject line: Paul.
1: I do want to know if the week that his cat had the surgery, if if, the... If, if if we did make him laugh that week, because if we make him laugh during when you're when his cat is sick, that makes up for any uh-huh. off week where we were doing just too many zingers.
2: I mean, one eye is one thing; two eyes is two things. All right, John, you're the one who
0: fucking killed a mouse. You're in you're in you're in no position to talk about this this John,
1: little John, cat. John, I thought of your mouse the other day because there was a spider in my bathtub, and uh-huh. it. And I like spiders; I like them. I never kill them.
2: Yeah, like Charlotte.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I kept seeing the spider, and it would like every day slightly have moved around the bathtub to a different location, but very, very slightly. And I was like, I don't understand what the spider's plan is. Why is it doing this? Why is it? Why is it still in the bathtub? And why is it moving so slowly? And then after like three days, I looked it up, and spiders can't crawl out of bathtubs like it's too smooth for them to uh, get any traction. Their
0: legs cannot find purchase on the porcelain surface.
1: Yeah. And I realized it was a metaphor for feeling stuck and not understanding that you're stuck and not being able to get out of a stuck place. Because I also was like realizing I was watching this spider die and I was watching it be stuck. (laughs) And then I (laughs) took a stick and helped it out of the bathtub and put it on the ledge and got it out of there before it died. And I felt like, By doing so, I had unstuck something about myself. It felt like the spider was in quarantine, and I needed to get the spider out and show that it had, there was like a whole world out there.
0: Aw. First we save the spiders, then we save ourselves. 2021,
2: humans are coming back. A stick. A stick. A stick is what you used.
1: It was a stick that I'd use on a camp. My first time I went camping. Oh, you had a and camping stick. And you brought
2: stick. the stick home. What are you talking about? A stick. It what? was like
1: a stick that I used to roast marshmallows, and it was a really, really good stick. And um, and mm. I kept bragging oh. about this stick. And then I brought it home to remember the trip.
2: And you used it for the. the I would use like a sh- sheet of paper to slide up underneath that spider, but the stick you put down, and then the spider had to do the rest. You didn't like stick the spider with a stick.
1: I didn't impale the spider. I stu- okay. I put it there and I got it so the spider had to climb on the stick. He wasn't happy okay. about it. But he. I knew I was helping him. And then I lifted the stick up and I put him on the window ledge.
0: Spider life. It's a brighter side of life.
1: Okay, this is a short one. Hi. My name is Ben, and I'm interested in joining in on the misconnections. I'm 35. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm open to any sort of connection, though I am particularly interested in exploring a romantic relationship with a woman. And I'm not particularly interested in pedals. Sorry to David.
0: Wow, Ben. Okay. Fuck you very much, (laughs) Ben.
1: I'm interested in lots of things, but especially linguistics, folklore, stone carving, banjos, oh, 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 oh. movies, hiking. Dounds and verbs and
0: ancient gnomes. <laughs> linguistics and folklore. I don't like pedals. I like to talk about words and old myths.
1: He sounds like exactly like what I imagine our target audience is, like a linguistics, folklore, stone carving, banjo lover. hmm He also likes hiking but not camping. Okay, fuck you to my stick, I guess. Shout out to anonymous <laughs> North Carolina Connection comic books, and attending marches, rallies, protests for progressive causes. Also, I am vegetarian and tall and have a beard. These things are not likely to ever change. Ben, that sounds good, other than the pedals.
0: And Columbus, Ohio is—I have family in Columbus. That's a good place to live.
2: Columbus, Part of the- Shout out to Westerville. Three major metropolitan statistical areas in Ohio. Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Shout out to Bexley. Believe it or not, Columbus is the largest. Cincinnati's the best though. I love Cincinnati. I like Ohio. I went to college
0: in Ohio. Did really you? where went to Wait, yeah where I went to a prestigious liberal arts college called Oberlin Ohio oh. um, it was actually the first college to admit African Americans and the first college to admit women oh. Wow some of the alumni you might be familiar with are Liz Fair Lena Dunham Ed Helms Avery Brooks and many other shining lights in science and the arts and culture. Oberlin boasts a world famous conservatory. If music is your pleasure, let Oberlin Conservatory tickle your ivories. You can major in voice, piano, drums, many other instruments. Of course, its academics are also second to none. Many majors are available for your perusal and study. College is a bargain at a mere $250,000 a year. <laughs> Check it out Oberlin College, www.oberlin.edu. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Okay, next we have a message from Eric. My name is Eric. I'm a 31 year old man interested in women, and I live in Portland, Oregon. I used to be a PhD student doing solar energy research. But after finishing mm. that up, I ended up taking a job at a megacorp in Portland, the most sciencey one, mostly out of a desire to get back to the Pacific Northwest after doing a decade long study abroad in the Midwest. Is a megacorp bad? Is that why he's saying sciencey one?
0: Maybe, yeah, okay. He's, he he wants everyone to know that he's not a monster.
1: luckily, i don't I mean, I don't even know what a mega. I, I, yeah, it sounds bad. I mean, a right. corporation sounds bad, so a mega corporation sounds extra bad.
0: You're on thin ice here, fella. You're on thin ice working for this megacorp, but we'll <laughs> but we'll hear you out. Plead your case,
1: oh, also, I was on the Patreon Thanksgiving Zoom, but was too oh. embarrassed to introduce myself since I hadn't prepared a dish. That's okay. However, I was prepared to talk about the uncooked spaghetti squash I had on hand if called on. Oh, you don't have to. You didn't have to be embarrassed.
0: I remember the spaghetti squash. I think I fell into a brief reverie about my contempt for spaghetti squash as a child. So I remember. I I think we. I thought he was too embarrassed
1: Mm. to introduce himself. He was prepared to talk about it. So maybe you're just having some like psychic. Maybe
0: it was the same night I tried to break into that hotel pool.
1: (laughs) You're having a false memory of spaghetti squash. The other guy's having a false memory of. A hotel room. It's been pool. a hard
0: year. It's been a hard year on our minds.
1: We're all having false memories of what we most desire.
0: <laughs>
1: what we most miss from the from the time before. I'm a generally outdoorsy type, but also spend a lot of time watching TV shows and listening to podcasts like Election Profit Makers. I did go to a liberal arts college that most notably was far superior to Oberlin College.
0: Oh, a little zing there. Someone's trying to zing the zing master. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In
1: the one metric that all liberal arts colleges are judged on, ultimate frisbee.
0: No, are you kidding? The Oberlin horse cows? They crush every <laughs> fucking ultimate frisbee team in the nation. This dude's full of shit.
1: <laughs> I do not have a man bun, which means he got a haircut, I'm assuming, during the pandemic, but he can wow, correct me if not. Wow, okay. I'm just going to fill in the blanks there, but yep. not necessarily because I wouldn't ever do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guys, a little uh, (laughs) behind-the-scenes description of what's going on here. John's phone died. He's plugged it directly into his laptop, which he's never done before. That means GarageBand is freezing up, and it's outputting the audio signal to his phone, which he doesn't have headphones for. This is
2: what GarageBand looks like, see?
1: Not great, Bob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) John keeps dropping his phone.
2: Do you see it?
0: Yeah. Okay, let's go.
1: Okay. I do not have a man bun, but not necessarily because I would never do it. See previous sentence about my ultimate Frisbee liberal arts education. But mostly just because the decision has never come up due to my hair type and current volume situation. David knows a lot about current volume situation.
0: Yes. Hair volume situation is, is critical right now. Hurts my neck, all this damn hair.
1: I just adopted a dog last month. He is very good course they're all good i think most of my previous relationships have failed due to my own unwillingness to truly commit which kind of comes from a fear of the loss of independence that really stems back to a lot of childhood stuff and i've been trying to be very introspective about it in the last few years and really push past my initial instincts that make me want to flee as soon as things seem like they're getting into any sort of serious stage damn we're gonna all have right. to wow
2: okay
0: that's a lot but I I I empathize with that. That happens a lot. It's a very common situation.
1: Um, okay, so so he has so he's had some he's had some commitment issue stuff. He's had some wanting to flee issues, which sounds like he is working on. And I appreciate that he is being. I appreciate that he's putting that out there now, so that everyone. That's really good imp- information mm-hmm. to have. And I think that, and I really respect that he is that he knows that about himself, and he is actually, and also making others aware of it, instead of getting into a relationship and fling on them after we match them together.
0: Yep. Good for Eric. We appreciate that, Eric.
1: I love election makers. It's truly been one of the most joyful experiences of this whole quarantine time. And I'm so glad you guys all make it and share a little bit of your wonderful selves with us every week. Okay, so that's Eric. So anyone who wants to get in touch with Eric, you know what to do.
0: Where's he? He's in Portland, right? Working for a megacorp? Bragging about how great his college is at Ultimate Frisbee,
1: Yeah, possibly getting haircuts during a pandemic.
0: getting his haircut and and hanging out with his new dog.
1: Hanging out with his new dog, working on the commitment issue stuff. Um honestly, getting a new dog is a really important step to that. Getting a new dog makes it harder to just pick up and flee. and and that's mm-hmm. that's <laughs> him showing that he's <laughs> right. he's committing right. to, yeah. like a life with uh, you know, a living being. That's really that's really positive.
0: 2021. 2021. It's a new year.
1: Okay, so we got a friendship-thinking misconnection from a 15-year-old. Apparently, we have a lot of 23-year-old listeners, and we have at least two 15-year-old listeners. I mean,
0: this is great demos for when we put together our ad package, our ad sales package. (laughs) I mean, this is like—we're like like Fortnite over here, you know? 23-year-olds, 15-year-olds— this is why we need to start a
2: Discord. Yeah.
1: Discord is the way to go.
2: I'm working on it, trust me. John's it's not-
0: working on getting us a Discord for our Patreons. We'll get it figured out. Beckett's helping
2: me.
1: So we have a 15-year-old listener named Josh who wrote in looking for a friend.
0: Josh, okay.
1: So Josh writes, Hi, Starly, I hope you're doing well. I'm looking for a friend. I've, I've been a pretty lonely person most of the time. I only have one friend, and we are not that close. Really, we have nothing to bond over other than school. I think it's very natural for a kid f- mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. only school to bond over.
0: Yep. Especially this year.
1: I have no idea what the feeling of having a friend is, but I crave it as I used to get all of my social interaction from school and watching people. I'm 15 and a guy. I really have not thought about love. I am from California. I think it's also, by the way, totally natural to have not, like, put much thought into love at 15.
0: Yeah, you're not supposed to think about love until you're, like, 38. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't be thinking about
0: love when you're 15.
1: Yeah. David knows from which he speaks. Mm-hmm. I am from California. I like math. I know crazy, uh, stationary tech and astronomy. I stationary do stationary
0: tech. Wait, what did he say? What does he stationary, like? Stationary comet. Stationary. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. I think he might be talking about like paper and envelopes and pens and pencils.
1: Yeah, Th- that seems very you, David.
0: I'm into that. Yeah. I went through a stationary phase in middle school. I would spend my allowance on unusual-sized envelopes and things like that. Hmm. It's very satisfying.
1: Yeah. I do also have a 3D printer, which I do have fun using, but have not used for a week or so.
0: Wow, okay. So he's a millionaire. Okay, so that's good to know. (laughs) 3D printer. All right, okay.
1: I I am a clumsy person and do quite often fracture bones Um, and bruised doing mundane things. I'm right-handed, I'm not sure what to write, so sorry if this is very strange and awkward, but that is who I am as a person. I don't think any of this is strange or awkward that he's writing.
0: Sounds like many, many 15-year-olds, yep. many, and many, many 48-year-olds for that matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are many strange and awkward people on this earth. That's one of the reasons it's such a lovely place to be.
1: Yeah, and like, if you're not strange and awkward at 15, when you're trying to figure out who you are, yeah. Right. You're
2: you're
0: gonna grow is, up and be Brett Kavanaugh. You should be strange and awkward when you're 15. Yeah. Josh, I guarantee you're you're fine and you're gonna be fine. You just keep investigating that stationary. Oh, if I could have those, if I could have my adolescent years back and I could spend more time collecting and appreciating fine stationary. Instead of running around with John Kimball, trying to get my rock band started and playing <laughs> basketball on that hoop that my dad nailed to the tree in our backyard, fussing and fighting with my bros, I should have been should have been organizing my envelopes. <laughs> yeah, and don't worry about the love. When he said, "I haven't thought about love," there's plenty of time for that. When you when you when it's time to think about it, you'll know. But don't don't compare. I mean, obviously, it's impossible not to compare yourself to people. My therapist and I get into this sometimes in our sessions, but listen, man, try not to spend too much time comparing yourself to others, being like, oh, everyone's in love but me, or am I the only person who's like this? Or why aren't other people like, man, just do your thing, Josh?
1: Well, that's what's so hard about this time is because you're looking. During this time, all you can do is look at people's lives on your phone. Your only social interaction is seeing people's lives. And so you start comparing yourself more because you're like... And, Mm -hmm. like, the weird FOMO of what you haven't done during a pandemic is so intense. Like, on New Year's, I saw some people doing a year review, and I was going to, like, disconnect my phone service. Because I was, like, there was stuff I was supposed to be doing during the pandemic. Not even, like, irresponsible stuff. Not going to Hawaii stuff. Right, right. Like, just, like— Stuff they did in their house, or like they went to the beach with their boyfriend or something, and I'd be like, How can I be having this feeling during a <laughs> pandemic when we all were supposed to have agreed that we lost that year? right? And yeah. so the, the, it's it's already hard enough not to compare yourself when you're a teenager on top of that. I know you're Josh, you're looking at everyone's lives and thinking, you're not on schedule the same way. Everyone comes into things at different times in their life, and also everyone has to remember that they just lost a year. So everyone's clocks are off in terms of Mm -hmm. when they're supposed to be feeling, making their friends, thinking about love. All that is completely discombobulated right now. Um, Man. He says he's open to anyone, but would rather have someone who is his age, but that's not a huge preference. I'm going to have to make that a preference. I feel like people who want to be Josh's friend need to be near Josh's age. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Teenagers. Yeah.
1: Elijah, our 15-year-old listener, if you have any like one 15-year-old to another uh words any of wisdom. Advice? Yeah, you can write us and tell us to pass it along to Josh.
0: Elijah's gonna be like, join any hard-left organization you can find. The DSA will give your life purpose. A <laughs> cab. Destroy <laughs> the banks, kill the bankers. I am Elijah. I have spoken. <laughs> And Beckett's going to ch- wait till Beckett chimes in. He's going to be like, ooh, get that Joe Biden coffee mug and start every day with a <laughs> nice, fresh, hot cup of Java as you as you monitor Biden's approval ratings on your three computer screens that you have set up like your Tony Stark in the Avengers headquarters.
1: Hello, election profit makers. So I'll say up front that I pulled out of all my markets months ago after writing an inverse Kanye wave that is pulling out and getting back in at exactly the wrong time. Rinse and repeat. I decided my money was better spent, invested in my retirement, and one pickup truck. I'm really wishing now, though, that I held on to those Will Trump resigned shares I bought in at around six cents. You should not be wishing you had those shares still. And also, like, he pulled out of Predict It to invest in his retirement. So I feel like that's something pertinent to know. Smart.
0: Responsible.
1: Yeah. Um, He bought his first car, uh, a 1996 Ford Ranger pickup truck, in November his truck is a cassette player, and while I sometimes use my Bluetooth transmitter to stream music, I've been playing cassettes by some noise musician friends.
0: Here we go. All right, I'll date this guy. <laughs> David Reese, Records.bandcamp.com. <laughs> I love
1: that warm tape sound. I squealed with joy when David mentioned his forthcoming cassette release. We are kindred spirits, my friend. The dimension of time and music is a source of endless fascination, and I cannot wait to hear your noodling delay time loop jams while the magnets inside my truck, convert iron oxide particles into wiggling airwaves while I downshift Ooh, to conquer yet this guy another— this speaking my
0: love language. Iron oxide particles, that's my love language. I hope this guy bought my tape. I hope he likes it.
1: Well, this is what I find interesting. This is, uh, I think, the first um, listener that, that both meets the pedal matchmaking criteria and the romantic rem- matchmaking criteria. He's interested in both pedals or tapes or noise and romantic matchmaking. Um, mm-hmm. He required a Korg Monotron ribbon synthesizer and a Korg Chaos pad, which he's willing. He'd be willing to trade for a tape delay pedal. I'm sorry, I'm stepping on your territory, David.
0: No, that's fine. Speak on it. For, I love he, it. He'd be
1: willing to trade for a tape delay pedal or a functioning mid-range tape deck. I know my trade is not much and probably is not worthy of the pedal yenta yet. Perhaps the right fellow EPM fan is out there.
0: Question from the pedal yenta: This guy needs to write back and say, "Is he think he's going to get for a Chaos pad and a Monotron an actual?" Tape delay like a space echo or a Benson? Because that might be a little that he might be a little starry-eyed there.
1: Well, he says or, he knows the trade's not much and he knows it's probably not worthy. So at least he has perspective. Okay,
0: okay. Fair enough I don't enough, feel like, like he
1: doesn't seem super entitled. Okay. He's just trying to build a little yep, studio. Yep, I get it. He would just love to chat with someone who knows a bit about circuit bending and can help me conquer my fear of soldering. Okay, so he did a proper pedal uh Trade request. Now he's done to the matchmaking part. Again, I think it's very incredibly well rounded. Hi, Starly. How are you? Me? I'm okay. I went through a breakup early on in COVID. So he's in that group now. He's mm-hmm. in that club, the Heartbreak mm-hmm. Club, the COVID Heartbreak Club. And I've tried my hand at online dating for the past few months. I met some really special people and then was subsequently dumped by all of them. <sighs> yeah. Um, Woo. Breaking up at the beginning of COVID and then getting dumped in COVID. Rough Um, stuff. That hurts. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good story and there are no hard feelings. I try to be a good friend and I'm happy when someone finds who they think is their person, even when it leaves me in the romantic lurch. I would like to know what those people said as their reason for breaking up with them. I would like to know what they said. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping you can connect me with someone in the D.C. or Baltimore areas who, like me, enjoy live music. When that's the thing, cooking, being outside, and listening to podcasters, Skyline nerds, and professional pencil sharpeners talk about making money off the elections. I'm a 30-year-old guy with a job that I love. Community is super important to me, so somebody who gives a damn about things like mutual aid, the dismantling of the prison industrial complex, and calling the global climate catastrophe what it is would be an ideal pen pal or new friend. Bonus if she plays drums or just generally artsy-fartsy i prefer to not be younger than my truck that is born during or before 1996. Yeah, hmm. I should say. Um, I'm witchy. I'm trying to learn more about tarot and astrology. Ask me about my moon rituals. And although I think gender whoa, is mostly whoa, whoa, a social whoa, whoa, whoa. construct, I'm still a cis white dude who mainly dates humans who identify as women.
0: This guy's saying he's a witch?
1: He said he's witchy. By the way, that's going to get a lot of... That's going to get a lot of interest. This tarot astrology side yeah. is going to get—we're going to get responses for that. Women,
0: women are into that stuff, I have yeah. to say. These women are finding out about that moon power.
1: I feel like a guy who identifies as witchy is even more intoxicating than a guy who identifies as a feminist to feminists. I feel like feminists— Even more
0: intoxicating than a guy who identifies as a circuit bender?
1: <laughs> well, it's a wide spectrum. It's a wide spectrum.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: He doesn't want us to use his name, but he wants us to call him Korg. Because right. of the pedal product,
0: because he, he has a Monotron and a and a Chaos Pad.
1: Yeah, um, I don't like that I have to call him Korg. I wish I didn't have to, but I have to. I have to obey his wishes. Um, All right.
0: So that's Witchy Korg. D.C. Baltimore area.
1: Yeah, we have a misconnection from Dorothy.
2: Dorothy. Dorothy.
1: Yeah, Dorothy is twenty-two. She's a trans woman living in Chicago, and she's interested in women. I, I ended my last relationship amicably when I moved to Chicago two years ago and since then i have had a little trouble interacting with new people in a new city even before March. Totally understandable.
2: Doesn't mention the new city, though.
1: She moved to Chicago.
2: Oh, I thought she moved from no. Chicago. No, she moved to Chicago. She didn't yeah. mention the place she was moving from. Fuck my life, sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry. John, that's strike one. Okay. That's strike one.
1: Thin ice, John, thin ice. So she's had a little trouble. I think that natural. you move to a new city, you're not quite sure how to like, find what your scene is, and now, and then again, a year year gets taken off, a pandemic year Mm -hmm. gets taken off everyone's history. She's a journalism student, and then she wrote some other things about herself, which she thinks doesn't make her sound cool. She wants us to make her sound cool. So What? No, we don't do that.
0: We don't offer punch-ups on these things, (laughs) do we? We don't get paid enough to do that. No, we don't. She's get paid. a journalist. She's a writer,
2: right? Yeah, she's got to punch it up. Just the, give us the facts. Give
0: us the okay. facts.
1: She's a journalism student. She works for an independent grocery store. She bicycles. Uh, this is the part I think she's afraid doesn't make her sound cool. Pulpy, old school sci-fi yeah. books.
0: Well, I think that sounds fun. I would love you go go to you know go buy old funky sci-fi novels at used bookstores and read them. That's cool. Does she think we're cool? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. Not so cool.
1: And colony management video games. I don't know what those are, but is that like-
0: Oh, I bet that's Sounds like cool. civilization and stuff where you have to like, you have to build a whole society or something.
2: Yeah. You know, the original civilization, when it was made, the original ad for it was is the Charlotte skyline. Just a little bit of trivia there for you.
0: Yeah, we're cool. See, we're cool. We're definitely cool. And she
1: knows how to make pasta.
0: Wait, make pasta? Like make it or cook it? I can
2: cook the shit out of it.
1: She says make it. Please don't connect me to anyone that I have to do Trans 101 with. She's in Chicago, and she's— A windy city. No, she's part of that, like, college-age demographic that is just, like, having a hard time meeting friends. So if you want to be connected to Dorothy, write us, contact electionprofitmakers.com. And now we have one more. Hi, Starly. I'm Ryan. I'm 31, a feminist and former man bun haver, but my hair is thinning out and refuses to bun anymore. I live in Madison, Wisconsin— I work as a mail carrier. Respect. Hi-ho. Hi-ho. I work as a mail carrier, but I want to transition toward a creative career in the near future. I'm hoping Mm. to earnestly start dating for the first time in quite a few years. Since the EPM misconnections platform is really blowing up, it sure is. I suppose it's time to jump in. I've never been set up before, although I suspect my last relationship was a result of a covert operation between my roommate and my ex's twin sister who are best friends. Wait a minute.
0: Secret setup. Secret setup.
1: It's interesting that his ex's twin sister, his best friend, was his roommate. That's an interesting configuration.
0: May he rest in peace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My last relationship unraveled as I discovered that I have an anxiety disorder. That's very relatable, Ryan. In the almost two years since, I've been making improvements about it with a therapist and starting to feel good about dating again. I have to say, our listeners are really, really good at working on their issues. That's good. Like, they're really good at doing the work. I'm so impressed by it.
0: Go talk to somebody, man. How else would I have gotten through this year if I didn't have my telephone calls with my therapist? How else would I be able to make sense of the bewildered state of affairs in which I find myself?
1: They're really good at identifying, addressing it, naming it, and working on it. Mm -hmm. It's great. I'm into rock climbing, puzzles, tabletop games, baseball, baking, and I thoroughly spoil my three cats, Rannock, Ginger, and Pepper. Oh, and I listen to a lot of podcasts while I walk for 8 to 12 hours a day.
0: Of course, oh, he's cause mail' cause he's carrier. delivering the mail. Holy shit, I never even thought about that. Wow. These mail carriers must, must know more about podcasting than anybody on earth. The time they have to listen to these podcasts There might be a mail carrier right now about to drop a huge package on somebody's door as they listen to me say these very words. And now their blood runs cold because they think I'm inside their own head seeing what they see. But it's just a coincidence. It's the law of averages.
1: If that's happening, you have to let us know. You have to write us and let us know if that happened.
0: Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, Madison.
1: Like Dan and David, I have not cut my hair since February, but I took it further. I've not cut any of my hair since then. I have a small shock of white on my scalp and my mustache due to vitiligo on the right side of my face. I think it looks interesting.
2: I have vitiligo. You can't really see my vitiligo, except for in the summer when I get really tan. Oh. That's why my beard is so crazy.
0: John is growing a beard, has been growing a beard, for those of you who don't know. John is back in the beard game.
1: My claim to fame is stumping John on the Thanksgiving potluck Zoom with the skyline of Madison. Oh! Remember that? Oh, yes. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs>
2: Ugh, that was tough.
0: That was, that was intense. When John could not identify the skyline of Madison, Wisconsin. I could get Perth, and I couldn't get Madison. The Patreon Thanksgiving potluck dinner came to a screeching, awkward halt as Uncle John could not identify the Madison skyline.
2: It was kind of dark. It was sort of a dark picture.
0: It wasn't a great picture. You're right. But still, I own it. He got me. You got to do the work, John, just like our listeners are doing. That's true. Work it through. Work through that.
1: John going to therapy every week talking about the not identifying the Madison skyline. My last
0: relationship ended because I couldn't <laughs> identify the Madison skyline during a Zoom call. But I've been doing a lot of work on that. And I think now I could identify it much more easily. I guess you could say I'm
1: a bit of a nerd. <laughs> I'm looking for a woman within five years of my age who doesn't want kids. I'm also impressed that he's putting that out there. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want kids, it's good to yep. let people know yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let women know Don't now. Don't play
0: that too close to the vest, mm-hmm. fellas.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Starley. I trust you will find someone who will resonate. Thanks for matchmaking for us EPM listeners. So that is Ryan.
0: We just have one, one pedal misconnection this week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it quickly. This is from Brian P. So Brian P. says, about seven or eight years ago, I bought a couple of build-your-own-clone pedal kits. We all know what these are. These are inexpensive ways of, of buying effects pedals and that you basically buy a make-it-yourself kit. They send you the circuit board and all the equipment you use, and then you uh, assemble the pedal yourself. He says, one of these kits was for an octave fuzz, which I put together, but it sounded like a screeching demon and not in a good way. I never got that one working correctly, so I never tried to put together the second pedal, which was a Ross compressor clone. I have all the parts for this clone, and the instructions can be found on the Build Your Own Clone website. It's a basic two-knob compressor pedal. That means you get a sustain knob and a level knob. He says, these days I spend all my time behind the soundboard, so I don't actually have a need for a bunch of pedals. I have nothing specific in mind to trade for, but if anybody has any interesting old microphones or recording gear, I would love to make a trade. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can even be trashy as long as it's interesting. I'll throw in the screeching demon pedal if that helps. So if anyone out there wants a couple of build-your-own clones, one is an OctaFuzz that's all messed up and is assembled, and the other is an unassembled Ross compressor clone, send an email to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. I will put you in touch with Brian P. I will say, Brian P., I might actually get in touch with you about this because I might start building my own pedals. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions and or tape recorder questions and or missed connections to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Man, that was like reading um, Jane Eyre and all those other wonderful novels about human relationships. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with our more typical fair, which is to say political analysis of the highest caliber, stunning profits and losses on predicted.org, and all the other whimsical humor that you've come to appreciate as a 23-year-old. Election Profit Makers has a relationship with predicted.org. Go to predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20. Receive up to $20 in matching funds. I am David Reese, the pedalienta, the elderly meddler, the knob tuner, the missed connection maestro, saying goodbye to my co hosts, Starly. Goodbye, Starly. Bye. And also, John. Goodbye,
2: John. Goodbye, everyone. A stick, huh? A stick. Was it carved Mm-mm. into a point?
1: Mm-mm. It's a great stick.